welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. As you know, the Sonoma Spiel, each week we have captivating, amazing, wonderful guests. They're talking about things that'll blow your mind. They're fantastic. This week, listeners, this week, spring starting, you know, it was still winter. I know I was talking about snow in the hills, but now everything's green. It's really beautiful. I went to the farmer's market today. I got my coffee from Yeehaw Coffee. Inside note, Timothy edits these podcasts, so good job. <laughs> uh, and then I saw the people from Baker and Cook. I got a taco from Costa Taco. The Friday night farm, Friday morning farmer's market is a great one here in Sonoma, and there's so many chances to get great stuff. But, but we don't want to talk about farmer's markets all the time. We want to talk about our guests. And hey, this week, everybody, I have some very special guests. I know every week I say, hey, very special guests. This time, I actually mean it. They're from the Sonoma Valley Authors Festival, which is coming up. We're going to hear all about it. I'd like to introduce Ginny and David. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hi. Tim, excellent. Great to be here. Good. Thank you for having us. Well, thanks for coming up. Thanks for coming all the way down from, from Kenwood, I hear, is where you live, which is <laughs> yeah, a lot so of traffic. far away. A lot of traffic. <laughs> right. Well, you guys will probably see uh, the cows and the grapevines yeah. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, guys, well, well, first of all, you have an author's, author, authors, authors, yeah. people who write books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a festival for them. Um, who can tell me how long has the festival been around and what is it? It's been around six years. This is coming up on our sixth year. Okay. Um, although it took you know a, a year and a half or so to do all the planning before the first one, so okay. we've been doing this uh, since 2016. Okay. And what what what? How did it start, Jenny? What what was that all about? You know, uh, David was in financial services. I was in tech. We've only been married 15 years. Oh, okay. You lovebirds! Congratulations! Thank you. Look at that. Aren't you cute? Okay. <laughs> and. Um, David was going to retire, and we um, had the home in Kenwood that we'd been using as a second home. We decided to move up here full time. Great. And some friends of ours had introduced us to the Sun Valley Writers Conference, okay. which is 25 years old. It's very well attended, very well known. It's kind of the uh, template that everyone else uses okay. to do something like this. And some friends of ours... Um, had invited us to go on a trip to that and when David heard the word writer he said I'm not a writer why would I do that and when I heard the word conference I said it sounds like work (laughs) (laughs) right but they they talked us into going anyway and we loved it it's a it's kind of an immersion a three-day weekend where you're immersed and hearing authors from all different genres, mm-hmm. fiction, nonfiction, poetry, biography, history. Okay. You know, some people even do science fiction and, you know, all those things, too. And uh, we just wondered if there would be an appetite for something like that here in Sonoma. Okay. And I joked that uh, David, um, I said, velocity needs a vector. He was going to be up at 530 every morning with his hair on fire, whether he had something to uh, focus right. his energy oh, on or not. Right. So it was a little bit of self-defense. This was instead of getting the uh, husband the woodworking <laughs> shop in the garage. Exactly, Tim. <laughs> Got That's an exactly. festival. So, and so this is Sun Valley, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's correct. And it's yeah. like a summer festival. Mm-hmm. In there. July, typically, July. every year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting. Neither of you are from a background in writing or no. publishing poetry. No. no. We, 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 felt... we don't even spell very well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we so enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. it really was like a vacation with a purpose that we said, this is something we can do okay. that especially will attract people in our age group mm-hmm. that have traveled a lot. I mean, 
it, it is a vacation with a purpose. You meet right. other people there, and it's very, very engaging. And, uh, you know, we so far, some people have agreed with us. <laughs> well, that's because it's only, you said this is your sixth year. Yeah. Coming up this April. Mm-hmm. How do you get all, like, like these aren't just like authors that are trying to become authors. No, these it's, are it's published no, 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 no. actual writers. Yeah, you know what? Authors Festival is a misnomer. Mm-hmm. It is actually a lecture series, and, okay. and it is uh, for the attendees. Mm-hmm. There's no teaching. There's no um anything that has to do with learning how to write or aspiring to be a writer. It is basically um, uh, just for for people that are curious. Mm. Uh, we we say that we are lifelong learners, and you know oh, we're always looking for life enrichment. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to um, you know have a totally different experience than you would normally have without traveling or anything. Right, You're. Right. And so it, it's a series of what we call main tent sessions where all 400 people in the room hear one person speak, okay. and then breakout sessions where we have different rooms with a different speaker in each room. So one person might want to hear about astrophysics, another one wants to hear about architecture, and another one wants to hear about um, the brain and how it works. Right, okay. So, I was going to say, we're, we're a little different from Sun Valley that really just focuses on literature. Being in the Bay Area, we have so much to choose from for science, technology, and medicine. We bring that in to diversify it. And think of it as a series of TED Talks over three days at the Sonoma Mission Inn. Right, some were all together, yeah. some were in breaks. Yeah. That's great. And that's it is sort of, I know the Ideas Festival, I think that name's already taken, so I can see Authors yeah. Festival. Yeah. But it just seems to be, it's not about books, it's about the ideas of writing and, and the conversation behind all that mm-hmm. in, that's contained in those books. Yeah. And yeah, just um, actually, I think I've got a list of people who are coming this year, or and this, I know this mm-hmm. list is subject to change. And yeah. mm-hmm. I cleverly printed out on a piece of paper somewhere around here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got your reading list. Mm-hmm. Well, better yet, why don't you tell me who you know is coming this year uh, while I look for the Sure, <laughs> well, I mean, just in no particular order, we have Isabel Allende, mm-hmm. who's a wonderful novelist. She's on her 24th book. She sold over 75 million books and has a following really worldwide. I think mm-hmm. how many 40 languages it's been tra- uh, translated into. We have uh, Abraham Verghese, uh, who's at Stanford, novelist, okay. very well respected. Ada Lamone, who I have a copy of her book here for you. Yeah, so tell me about Ada Lamone. Who is this person? Well, Ada is, is from Sonoma. She is the Poet Laureate for 2023. U.S. Okay. okay. U.S. Poet the Laureate. U.S. official, not yes. just for Sonoma. No, no, not no. Not for no, Glen Ellen and Kenwood. We're getting a little bigger here. Yeah, yeah U.S. Okay. Poet Laureate. It's huge. That's big. And yeah, she's speaking at the huge. festival. Okay. She's speaking at Students' Day, and she's speaking at the free event, Authors on the Plaza, which is Saturday, April 29th. Let's take a sideways note on that real quickly. I heard free event, Authors Mm -hmm. on the Plaza. Right. So what does that mean? Um, this was David's uh, bright idea. Uh, oh, here's another bright yeah. idea, David. He could have <laughs> yeah. gotten a wood No, he's, he's come up with these great ideas. Um, because we're restricted by size, you know, they're not, uh, there are no convention centers in Sonoma, and so we have to use the ballrooms of a, of a hotel, and those only get to be so big. Right. So in order to be more inclusive and have as many people be able to hear these great authors when they're in town. David said, well, we have one of the most world's most beautiful 
um, plazas, eight acres of Good grass job. with you know towering beautiful trees, trees all around and historic and, buildings. Yeah. yeah, and why wouldn't it be great to have some of our authors that are here for the festival mm-hmm. speak at the um, plaza for free? Right. And we were lucky enough to have Chuck and Kathy Williamson, who okay. are locals, underwrite it, and oh, so okay. we went from. About what, 500 people maybe the first year yep. to 800 or so, oh, and then wow. we had we had over a thousand uh, sign up last year when we did the final head count. There was a lot of smoke that weekend farther north, and people right. weren't sure it was going to happen. <laughs> right, so, right, 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 right. Um, we didn't have the full thousand that we ha- thought we would, but it was very close to that. And it's right in front of City Hall. You guys yeah, kind of set up there. Right, yeah, called the Horseshoe. Yeah. No, it's on the other side. Oh, it's on the it's other on, side. Okay. On the yeah. opposite side. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but um, people bring their blankets or their oh, you know okay. beach chairs, and it's free. It's family friendly. Okay, so whoever you know speaks, the speaker we, will be able to all ages. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. very family friendly. It's okay. yeah, absolutely. That's what we wanted to do. Uh, we have Dave Barry this year, who was oh, with great. us last year. Great humor. Yeah, I'm wondering. So Dave Barry. Back many many years ago, when I was a paper boy for the mm-hmm. San Jose Mercury News, yeah, I was you know carrier of the month twice. Oh. Um, I would get. Uh, I the, never became carrier of the month. <laughs> I don't like you. There's still time. Um, I remember we would get the Sunday paper. We get the, the, the supplement on Saturdays. Yeah, delivered, right. And I would always read Dave Barry. Yes. And I loved it. And my my paper route manager would come up and he'd be like, Zoner, you're supposed to be delivering it, not reading it. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's so funny. And Dave Barry is such a great writer. He, I, I really enjoy his humor. So I'm he is and, hilarious. Know, that's good. He's one of these people that's almost funny just to look at him. Yeah, he has a kind of goofy haircut. He's always well, no, a haircut. Yeah. 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 But he, he is just hilarious. Yeah. And actually, we had heard him speak at another festival, and mm-hmm. we had tried to get him in the past. And then the year that we actually finally did get him, he was joking one time about living in Florida. Right. And he said, you know, in Florida, you get up in the morning, you get your paper, you get your cup of coffee, you stop by the garage and put on your turn signal for the day. (laughs) And so whenever we see somebody driving down the highway with their turn signal on, we say, he must be from Florida. And so sure enough, we saw some guy driving down 101 with his turn signal on. We said, we got to call Dave Barry. (laughs) It reminded you. Yeah. So he came. He came last so year. Like, you and didn't really know. Like, you got, you got a hold of this guy. Yeah. He's back yeah. again this year. And he's a well known humorist, newspapers. Pulitzer uh, Prize winner. Writes books. Uh, yeah. Friends has of a Carl new, he has a new book coming yeah, out. It's, book. An, it's a novel. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Is it set in Florida and everything goes sideways? So oh, yeah. Swamp Story. Swamp Story. Wait, what's it called? Swamp Story. Swamp Story. Oh, that's, that's yeah. apropos. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Here. And I do want to mention for uh, authors on the plaza, we ask readers' books to be the on-site bookseller. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And okay. so we like to bring them into the uh, the equation. And uh, we have Ada Lamone, Dave Barry, and Abraham Verghese, uh, okay. well, who will also be speaking this right. year. At the, the authors on the plaza. Authors yes. on the plaza. Yeah. And then, okay, so I'm circling back to who else is coming now that I've got my uh, the website up. Yeah. I see, like, Danielle Feinberg is coming. Oh, yeah. do you know her at all? You know, I just know from Pixar is what I yes. Yeah. Yes. She is amazing, and um, she's uh, uh, will be quite... Um, a mentor or okay. um, a, a motivational speaker at the mm-hmm. high school. Okay. Because okay. she talks about, you know, as she was learning computer code and what mm-hmm. have you, she was really good at it, but couldn't really find her niche right. as far as 
where that fit and where she could use that and really enjoy it. Okay. And so she ended up uh, working at Pixar, and she actually has led an all-woman team Correct. Um, to uh, being nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so. the movie is called Turning Red. Oh, yeah, my daughter yes. saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's good so one. we just yeah. saw it. We just it's saw it. really incredible, the animation that you It's Isn't amazing. It, it's, it's, it's um, I don't know how they do the animations. Obviously, I should listen to this woman, Danielle, yeah. who knows yeah. how to do it. Because I, I saw she has like a, a computer science degree from Harvard. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. helps. Yeah. yeah. But it blows your mind how amazing yeah. and lifelike and interesting and, and both cartoony, but not at the same and time. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yes. I totally agree with you. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Um, I see some other authors that are coming. Um, so Young Lee. And yeah, she's... She, go ahead, honey. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> Young Lee is a fascinating woman. Um, I want to say she was born in Indonesia, um, but uh, raised in South Korea. Okay. okay. She is Great. the curator of the entire Harvard Museum collections, which is the sixth largest in the United States. Of in like the United all, States. All, their, all their museums. All yeah. of their collections. So she's the head huge museum job. person. Yeah, yeah wow. huge job. Okay. And um, it's the first time that we've had someone sort of in that category. She's right. written uh, books on uh, the uh, Korean art history. Okay. Uh, but she's a lovely woman, and we are very excited about having her. That's pretty okay. That's a good get. Job, it is guys. a good get. It's a little different, but she be very, very impressive. Very mm-hmm. lovely person. And uh, Stephen Kotkin is another person that's coming. He was 31 okay. years at Princeton. He's a historian. Okay. He's written uh, several books. The last two are on Stalin. He's a real expert on Russia. Okay. Uh, and he, he, he tells yeah. the funny story. The books are 850 pages, but his wife tells everyone they read like they're 650. <laughs> <laughs> but what he talks about are the remarkable parallels between Stalin and Putin. Mm. That's what gets you. And that's what historians yeah. are yes. kind of good at framing yes. the present with the, the yeah. past yeah. anchoring it. Right. And, and how did you we know, get fasten there? your seatbelt, you know. Well, as, far as we as know, things coming. with Stalin were very quiet, huh? Yeah, geez. So <laughs> yeah. that sounds like that'd be a good uh, it, historian to have. And yeah. he's, he's a wonderful professor, wonderful yeah. teacher. He's really good. And so people like this are part of the breakout sessions? Do they no, also he'll do a main tent. A main, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've Yeah. And so when people get a pass, do they buy a pass to the whole festival? Yes. Okay. Logistically, we just can't manage having, uh, you know, we only have 400 seats. And right. then to turn those over either by the hour or by the day, it's logistically, it's, it's like would a, just like be... Like a movie festival is a little different. Yeah. Multiple theaters. Right. You know, one and a half hour increments. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, that yeah. makes sense. So you got to yeah. yeah. buy the whole block. And you're there meeting all these smart people. Yeah. Tell me, where where do people come from? No, I was going to just say, because it's relatively small, Tim, with 400 people, Sun Valley has 1,500, a big Mm. amphitheater, which I wish we had, not that big, but half that big. they really get to know one another. The authors are couple comfortable coming out, having breakfast and lunch with the attendees, and oh, so they interact. We, yeah, they, okay. and we've oh, been yeah. told, and I'm, it's nothing we do, but we've been told people really feel like they connect with other people there, which has Got been it. very gratifying. And I don't know how it happens, but that we've been told it happens. <laughs> in, you know, spi- re- in spite of your best yeah. efforts, yeah, yeah, having yeah, a good yeah. time and talking. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is our audience is mm-hmm. very well educated, mm-hmm. well traveled, mm-hmm. curious. Mm-hmm. 
engaged, you know, yeah. open to new ideas. And that's what I want to find out. Where, blessed. Where, where are they coming from? Who, who are these people? Well, we get about 45% from the greater Sonoma area, okay. about 45% from the greater Bay Area, and okay. about 10% out of state. And okay. the out of state is growing. Okay. Uh, we're doing more um, uh, both uh, advertising, but also editorial on the festival with Modern Luxury, three of their magazines, oh, okay. San Francisco okay. Magazine, uh, Angelino Magazine for Los Angeles, and Silicon Valley. Okay. okay. And so it's, it's and the best way we get exposure, Tim, is to actually invite these individuals to experience the festival. Right. Because if you just describe it, it may not be as, I know it's not as interesting as actually experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Believe me. But yeah. you do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I want to go. Uh, but I also know I saw on your on your website some pretty good videos and, yeah. yes. and discussions about it and how yeah. people were there. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's only the sixth year. So yeah. maybe mm -hmm. by the time it's the seventh, eighth, tenth year. You, you know, people will be flying in from all over. Well, we don't we, know. We've had a big fire. We've had two fires and a pandemic. We hope the next six years are a little bit easier. Wait, what? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely started. It's been six years. That's right. And it's, it is kind of interesting that the amount of uh, resilience Sonoma Valley and I would agree with has that. gone through. We've definitely learned our, our lessons, I guess, and, yeah. Yeah. and gotten stronger of it. But, yeah, it's remarkable. Well, and actually, because of the pandemic, um, we were all ready to roll in May of 2020. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in March of 2020, everything ground to a halt. So when we had to reschedule that festival, we actually did it virtually that year okay. because we already had all the speakers lined, all lined up. up. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we went ahead and, and did it virtually. And we all had to Zoom in a hurry, right? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, and then um, we have to do it when the kids are in school. We'll mm -hmm. mention Student Stay here oh, right. in just yeah. a second. But um, we either need to do it in May before school lets out or in August right when it starts up again. Got it. Okay. And so when we uh, rescheduled, scheduled from May the first time we rescheduled to August and then the year after that uh, the hotel was already booked in mm. May so we did it in August again Got so it. we're going back to May actually it's April 28th through so the, the 30th to be sort of like Early May, late April. Yeah, at yeah, that point. yeah. So which that's is good because the weather's nice, but it's not too hot. Exactly, yeah. and you're kind of not competing with the wedding season as much. Exactly, it's a bit of a shoulder season if we yeah. have one. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Tell me about. You mentioned the schools a few times here. So, is mm -hmm. there a component at was it Sonoma Valley High or at one of the local schools or what is the story? There? Again, this is David's brilliance. Well, <laughs> that's a little She's overstated. Best, she is your best PR person. <laughs> yeah, I will tell that's you. a little overstated. Well, it's we true. wanted to do something for the. For the students, and um, basically we take, depending on the year, 8 to 10, 12 of our authors to the Sonoma High School mm -hmm. uh, in, in main tent in the gymnasium or breakout sessions, and they can be motivational, they can be great novelists, and they speak to the students. It's mm -hmm. from 8 to 3 on Friday, okay. and then we give away between three and 4,000 books each year written by the presenting authors to okay. the students free. Great. And we have mm -hmm. to give a shout out to many of our sponsors, but at the top of the list is Les and Judy Vedez okay. and the Vedez Family Foundation, and also Janet Hansen, who's the librarian and co-head of the English department, who really has helped spearhead it over at Sonoma at Valley Sonoma High School. Oh, yes. Which yes. I have to say the obligatory go dragons. Yes. Go dragons. Like, go yeah. Dragons. Uh, that's I mean that's really amazing that you know we are mm -hmm. a rural place. We're not a big town that yeah. you're able to bring in 
world-class thinkers and authors and writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I certainly didn't have that in high school. Yeah. And, yeah. and to have so many on one day, that's great. It is amazing. Yeah, that's smart. And, and they're different types. I mean, some are just, I mean, somebody like a uh, uh, Sylvia Lovato, who's a fascinating woman. She had a very successful career with Google. She had a very difficult childhood, both mm. physically and, and uh, emotionally. And uh, to deal with the demons, she decided to climb the seven highest mountains in the world, oh. which she did. Okay. And so she's, I don't, know, I don't know, maybe 50 now, I don't know. But I mean, she's a w- wonderful story. Mm. It's, a, mm. it's called, you know, climbing the mountain. Right. And so she's great. So she's inspirational whether you're our age or right. students or like a 17 year old they can kind of put yeah. themselves in that in that absolutely point. exactly yeah well good. and some of the other speakers our very first year we were fortunate to get astronaut scott kelly oh really who had oh, yeah. just Arizona. circled yes. the, yeah. his no brother. that's mark kelly oh, sorry. yeah that's the twins, twins. Oh, the thing. Yeah. yeah okay so, yeah. so the one that so um astronaut scott kelly had just uh solo um, circle the Earth 360. He'd been in in uh, orbit 360 days. Wow! And while he was there, he took spectacular photographs oh, okay. of Earth from okay. space. And so, when we first were uh, working on setting things up at the high school, we realized that the audio visual that was existing. Mm-hmm was not going to do justice mm. to those photos right, right and and it was going to be hard for everybody to hear and so that's this is partly where there's a huge investment in bringing in audio visual equipment uh, so these kids can hear clearly and see clearly oh, very cool. so it's part of the expense that you know a lot of people don't realize but these the, kids were just came out of their chairs to see the astronaut. You know, he wore the the whole. Oh, did he bring his you outfit? Know, yeah, like his, his astronaut yeah. outfit. Well, he didn't bring the spacesuit, <clears throat> no, but, but he like has his, a uniform. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has NASA, NASA. Yeah, stuff. his NASA uniform, and that would be kind of funny though to see him in his, his yeah. space outfit on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I know, carrying a little box. Exactly. You know, it looks like his little personal his, sandbox. His big, big helmet on it. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. But anyway, he was one of them. On one of the other ones, that's just been a huge hit at the high school is an astrophysicist named Alex Filipenko. Alex has been voted the best teacher at UC Berkeley over nine times. Oh, wow. People absolutely love his course, and we joke to people that don't know him that he sort of looks and talks like Robin Williams, except about astrophysics. Oh, really? Yeah. And he absolutely had the room so filled that there were kids not only standing in the back, but they were sitting on the stairs. Amazing. Listening to this lecture. And, and, he's, and he's an actual professor at Cal. Oh, yeah. And he's been on two different teams that won Nobel Prizes in astrophysics. And that's, so again, go Dragons. That yeah. kind of experience isn't something you would normally get at a exactly. small town high school. Exactly. That is great. That well, is great. and let share the story about Alex yeah. reaching out to that one student. So yeah, this is a um, great story. I sa- I was trying to sit in the m- most inconspicuous place, you know, the first student's <laughs> right, day, right, and right. to hear the lecture and just see how it goes. Right. And um, after the lecture was over and the room had mostly cleared out, there were still, you know, half a dozen kids mm. that wanted to talk to Alex mm. individually. And the last guy, you know, finally got up and he said, you know, I've been accepted at XYZ mm. University into their physics program. And I've been offered sort of this advanced program. And he said, I'm afraid I'm going to get in over my head. He goes, it's such an honor to be offered it, but I'm just really anxious. And Alex looked him in the eye and said, 
by the types of questions you asked during my lecture, you are absolutely ready. Okay. You should join that program, and if you get stuck, you call me, Here's and I will help you call out. Me. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I was almost in tears. Oh, I just because you just think that that could be a pivotal moment. Yeah, for that kid. in some kid's oh. career and life, that yeah. one person said, "You got it." No, he did it. He you got this. It. And you know what? Maybe uh, 10, 15 years from now, you'll be booking that kid on the author's <laughs> That's right. No. Like, he's I know. something amazing. I know. Or whatever. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, so I love this whole idea. The kids get involved. The public can get involved. If you're really into it, of course, you should buy a ticket at... What is it? Sonoma uh, SV Authors Fest org. Yes, um, and get it in there. But what are tickets on sale now? If you oh, yeah, wanna? yeah. Okay. Sponsorships are available now. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, one thing I'd like to touch on: a lot of people, many people, don't realize Tim the cost to put this on, and I'll only touch on that because a the authors don't come here. Um, just to make more friends, you know? <laughs> they they come here to, sure. to sell books, and right. and, and if uh, we we try to get them when the books been out coming out or very recently yeah, coming all out, fresh books, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, pretty much. That's the whole idea, right? And and so it's the cost to bring them. We invite their spouse. Um, we have a dinner for them on Saturday night just for the authors because okay. they like to get together. Okay, um, we. Um, have all the transportation, the hotels, you know, the audiovisual. Right. I mean, it's just, it just goes on it and on. It is not an inexpensive endeavor. It's not in any mm -hmm. hotel, as you know, it's 24% gratuity and yep. whatever yep. is 10% tax. So right. it's mm -hmm. just a big nut. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a big nut. You sound like someone who works in finance. Yeah. Well, no, but <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, it's, so, um, but we are a 501c3 so nonprofit. There's the ability for people, if they want to support this, they, they can donate to this. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And no. I'm, I'm looking on the website right now. You have a section called Support Us. Is that yes. what the information is on that? Yeah. And uh, anyone from like a large corporation, like yeah. Google, if you're listening, Facebook. Now yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, anybody. <laughs> we <laughs> well, never close. Exactly. We're, we're ready <laughs> yeah. Let um, me give you my home note. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and people have been uh, sponsoring. Yes. And getting involved. Yes. As your track record gets bigger, I'm sure. Again, yeah. by the time it's the tenth year, yeah. you know, it brought to you by whoever. Right. You know, an interesting statistic, I guess, is you know we we do some social media. We certainly do print media, um, but the best way people come to this is a one-on-one -on -one invitation. Mm -hmm. It's much like how we came to it. Mm -hmm. And I said to to Roy, "Why would I come? I'm not a writer." He right. said, "Trust me, I like it." That is how you grow this, and it's yeah. slow. But it's also very effective, assuming we do a good job. Yeah, 90%. You know, we have surveys that we have mm -hmm. people fill out, evaluations, right. you know, tell us what we can do better. Right. And um, how did you hear about us? And 90% of the people said word of mouth. Really? Through a friend. That's kind of the yeah. Way, yeah. way to do it. So it's interesting. But meanwhile, back at the nonprofit mm -hmm. part, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. We're a public charity. Um, we don't take a salary. We mm -hmm. work out of our home. Mm -hmm. We have no employees. It's just the two of us. Am I looking at the employees? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We have a fabulous team mm -hmm. of um, independent contractors that right. do whatever part they need to do when they need to do right. it. Right. And we are blessed with them like and amazing uh, volunteers we are. We are. also. Oh, are there, are there opportunities for people to volunteer? You know what? We're already full for this oh, wow. year. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's always on the website, a volunteer section. It's closed, mm -hmm. but it'll, it'll open up again in January of okay. next year. Okay. Yeah. You can 
volunteer funds, though, if you yes, want to. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's 365, 24-7. <laughs> no, but when we say a sponsorship, um, it, it includes a donation component. Okay. okay. And so that, because otherwise we could just right. never, we, we still haven't quite made ends meet. We're, they we'll wave at each it. other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say to plant a vineyard, you know, once you plant vines, it takes like seven years before you get wine yeah. in a bottle. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of that, that long lead there. Yeah. Um, let me ask, what, what kind of books do you enjoy reading or what kind of ideas, if, it, if it's an ideas thing? Like, what do you, what do you well, like? Well, I have always enjoyed uh, historical novels, okay. uh, but it's interesting having had the pleasure to, to uh, be introduced to Isabel Allende mm -hmm. in particular um, and reading some of her novels, mm -hmm. which are really historical fiction with right. wonderful research. Um, I've really gotten gotten hooked on, on that sort of a book. Okay. And, of course, Amor Tolls, that sort of a novel. Yeah, did he, um, so The Lincoln Highway. Yeah, yes. And then was he, he wasn't Devil in the White City. That was uh, No, no, that, that was, was Eric, Eric Larson. Eric Larson, sorry. Yes. Did he also come to the author? Yes, he, he did. did. Okay, so I, yeah. I thought Last I saw, okay, year. I'm mixing up the yeah. two. The two yeah. But, I mean, so I love those type of books. But as far as, you know, Pure fic. I mean, Isabel does such a wonderful job with that. Right, it's, right. it's very easy because you feel like you know you're there. So it's same with Amor Tolls or Eric Larson. You can get immersed in that world. Yeah. very yeah. easily. Yeah, and, and I'm surprised. You know, I was always one to read nonfiction. I guess I don't know. Kind of my background. I was always having to stay up to date on right. technical stuff. <laughs> And didn't just didn't read that much uh, fiction, but mm -hmm. recently I have really um, enjoyed it. And I also read something that said it helps your brain more. Really? That fiction, because you don't know what's going to happen next. Okay. And it's not, You're you not know, thinking the sequential. Yeah, kind exactly. Of. You're looking for patterns or whatever. Okay. It's always. It gives you that break from that. Yeah. It probably helps you in work. Yeah. So, or, or in life later. That yeah, sense. exactly. You know. But I have a I joke that, you know, um, I, I should have been a scientist. When you pull up my pant leg, there's a little white sock, you know, like I needed to have on a white uniform or work in a clean room or something. Right. But I am fascinated by um, the science and technology parts. Okay. And okay. one of our uh, speakers the very first year was a man named uh, Pedro Irithaki, who were, he was an electrical engineer with a wide knowledge of biology, okay. and he worked on implantable devices. Oh, okay. And this was years ago. It was our first year. Yeah. Okay. And he was talking about implanting um, into a nerve, a gland, or an organ um, a, a little device that would be triggered, um, and it would help things like epileptic seizures, okay. post-traumatic okay. syndrome, okay. uh, post-traumatic stress. Uh, depression. Yeah, depression. I know they've been working on that for Parkinson's, I think. Yes, yeah, for all kinds of things. A lot of work. Well, your vagus done. nerve controls a lot of things. Yes. And, and, and implanting that in your vagus nerve. And that's it seems to have more and more activity as time goes on. People become more and more aware of it. That's interesting. Yeah my, yeah. my wife loves, my wife is in the medical field and she, our house is littered with books and studies <laughs> on those things. And yeah. uh, oftentimes they're open to like the most disgusting photo. And I'm like, you know, we need to shut down <laughs> the old uh, dissection photo here. We're at the kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting yeah. what's, what's happening in the medical world. And, yeah. and that's cool that you had someone to come talk about that. Right. And, like, well, kind of, kind and we just, um, last year we had Dr. David Eagleman mm -hmm. who studies the brain. Mm. And it was absolutely fascinating to hear him talk. And okay. we just heard him speak again recently. 
and he's working on a new talk, and he actually is going to come to oh, the festival. Come? Oh, good. Okay, yeah. nice. But his new research has to do with our brains and how they form opinions oh. and uh, how we form political opinions Very. and why we get so upset when other people's How could you think that way? Opinions right. don't match up explode. with yes. ours. So I would love to hear I can't that. wait to hear this be, new lecture. Does he have a new book coming out as part of that lecture um, or is this going to be a separate? You know, he doesn't, but many of uh, people have seen his series on PBS and okay. the BBC called The Brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and okay. that's that was very popular, and he was uh, uh, nominated for uh, Pulitzer Prize for his book on the brain. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So he's very talented. He's at Stanford. Very oh, talented. So local, yeah. Local-ish. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We yeah. are lucky to have in our backyard Cal, oh, Stanford, are. and all the universities and oh, all the technology yeah. and stuff because, right. you know, Idaho is pretty far from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Um, Oh, do you know the thing is six? I'm, I'm going to have you help me out to answer some other questions if you're ready. Ready. Yeah. All right, and then we'll all come right. back and talk about stuff. But as sure. you know, as you all know, dear listeners, we have a section of the podcast called We, we Get, 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 get questions. questions. Thank you. Thank you. Because I can license that. I can afford to license that. So here's what we do. We run two visitor centers. And we get all sorts of questions. We also have Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the local stuff. People text us and they ask us all sorts of different questions. My job uh, every every time I have a new podcast guest come in is to ask them questions that they probably don't know the answer to, but I don't know the answer either. So we just sort of fudge our way through it. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the good news is at the visitor centers, we actually have professional staff. Yes. And they do know the answers. They do. This. I've yeah. been there. They do a good job. <laughs> but we'll get it. So you guys ready to help me? Yes. Yes. Here's what we got today. It was a little confusing because the man was from Rhode Island, but he was talking about Long Island. Oh, okay. So we were trying to figure out what the heck he was talking about. And then (laughs) neither of those is actually an island anymore, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) He goes, ready? How are the grapes grown in Sonoma Valley different from those grown in places like Long Island, New York? Well, I would answer that just simply, certainly uh, not having been in that business, gratefully, um, that... (laughs) That yeah. it is a we matter found other ways exactly. to dispose of our hard-earned money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, I would say it has to do with the climate uh-huh. and the soil. Those two dictate okay. the quality of the fruit and the taste of the fruit, and right. that's what drives it. And okay. the winemaker, if he's good or she's good, does very little to screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of the way. Have either of you lived in New York or New York? I lived in New York for 15 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so New York gets cold. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from what from what I've seen about New York, based upon extensive research on movies, is that it's full of yellow cabs and dirty water dogs, uh, and people that talk with Brooklyn accents. Is that correct? <laughs> is that a hundred percent? Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, politically correct, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. No, <laughs> Bronx accents. Yeah. Mainly, it was a bunny talking with his accent. So my mm-hmm. research. But so yeah, Long Island did have grapes because yeah. obviously you know the the, the European. Uh, pattern of development started on the East Coast of the United States. They mm-hmm. put grapes there first, Virginia, oh, sure. stuff And they're like pretty that. hardy. They'll grow anywhere. My understanding is they grow some of the same grapes, but a lot of different style grapes that would actually make it. Right. Because mm-hmm. we're at the same latitudinal level of like Spain and parts of like France nearby or roughly. But mm-hmm. um, the, the e- upper East Coast is pretty cold uh, and miserable and full of black flies and mud. <laughs> I'm really selling it, aren't I? Uh, so they grow different grapes. I do know the Ohio Valley, they grow different grapes, the like Catawba 
grape. Mm-hmm. Um, but interesting, and ready for an interesting fact, is that um, the first Ravenswood winery, there was a winery called Ravenswood, was near Long Island. And this was like about 200 and more than that, long, long, long time ago. Wow. And that was the area around there. I heard this from Joel Peterson back when he was uh, with Ravenswood Winery. He might have been lying to me because Joel and I, he, he's known <laughs> to tell me stories, <laughs> but that's what he told me. So That's a um, good answer. Yeah, that's a good yeah. answer. And you guys live in Kenwood, so you see lots of grapes. Yes, we do. do. And you know right now they're pruning the grapes. They're giving yeah. them a little yeah. uh, haircut, which sets them up for the next time. And predominantly yeah. up by you guys, uh, there is some Cabernet, but Merlot, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, we tend to have more French varietals, some mm-hmm. Spanish varietals here some Italian but French are the ones that really get promoted and varietal is just a fancy way of saying type yeah. I don't know why we don't say types <laughs> varietal because yeah we can charge a little French. more yeah. Yeah. Um, alright that was good that was good alright now have you had people come visit you since you've been here oh yeah like people from out of town yes oh yeah oh yeah. Yeah, of course and they're yeah. sitting on your couch like, yeah God, will you go mm-hmm. home uh, they probably buy wine right yep mm-hmm. so here's the question we get we bought a lot of wine while we are here and want to ship it back home how do we do this well usually where you buy it if you buy it at the vineyard they'll ship it assuming that you're in a state that will accept it and, and you don't yeah. have to go through a, uh, a state controlled liquor board or right yeah. mm-hmm. so that's that's one and if you buy it at Sonoma market uh, I would go to a um, kind of a um, USP store, right. UPS. UPS store, <laughs> yeah. and they have the containers, <laughs> right. and they will charge you probably more than the wine cost to ship it for you. <laughs> right. You are correct. Yeah. You are. This what? I'm going to get you guys working at the visitor center. So mm-hmm. essentially, a lot of people are surprised to find this out. You can't just drop wine in the mail. No. Like you can a letter. No. Right. No. It's really weird. And it's this, very this harkens back to prohibition days right. and each state making their own rules and not wanting to, you know, the good citizens of Pennsylvania, Kentucky, or Indiana could not be uh, unduly influenced by California's devil wines. Right. So they, it was mainly about protectionism of their own industries. But right. yeah, so you're right. You can't just drop it in. So sometimes right. the wineries will do it and they'll handle mm-hmm. it, but they'll ask you where you live. Yeah, exactly. And right. surprisingly, people don't know this. Every state has different rules. So Absolutely. Each, each winery often has to negotiate yes. with every single with what state. state they want to ship to and if it's worth the hassle. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Um, but there is a couple businesses that will ship. Uh, the UPS will sometimes do it. There's a company, they're actually in, over on the Napa side called Buffalo Shipping. They mm. specialize in wine. So if, mm-hmm. especially if you bought wine from a lot of different wineries yeah. and you don't have a case but you have three bottles right. here and six bottles here mm-hmm. they'll pack it up for you and ship it mm-hmm. there's also a, um, a company called the wine check they make mm-hmm. a piece of luggage yes. that's a case of wine that you can check in um, to with your luggage as long as it's packed correctly yeah, yeah. Um, and it's on a little roller there and so you can not just ship it but it come back as luggage so mm-hmm. That's an answer, but yet yeah, do not try to ship wine and act like it's not wine. Right. Because the government oh, no. will find you. And oh, don't yeah. carry it on. Do not carry it <laughs> on. Or otherwise, the uh, who's the TSA? They'll be enjoying your Cabernet. Yeah. Don't put it in your suitcase. Exactly. Oh, that's a that's a, a common error. You can put it in the suitcase. We do sell these um right. these yes. little sleeves. Right. And yes. you can wrap it up and seal Bad it twice. Bar, yes. Right. Yes. But do not think you can just throw it next to your socks. Yes. And they're going to make it. Or your $2,000 Brioni suit. No, because they, the baggage claim people, they can sense when there's a glass bottle in there and they'll Mm -hmm. jump on it. Yeah. Just for fun. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So we have um, on the northern part of the plaza, the mission. Uh, It's the last mission built in California. We Mm -hmm. had uh, 20 Spanish missions. This is actually the only one that was the Mexican mission. So the 21st Mm -hmm. mission, but Mexican had independence from Spain at the time. And someone said, I would like to get a photo of the inside of the mission. What's the best way to do that? 
No idea. No idea. No idea. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to go to the Visitors Bureau. (laughs) (laughs) Great answer. For $3, you can get access to the inside of the mission and take a photo. Oh, really? So that's an easy one. Yeah. Yeah, It's a cute little mission church. It's very small. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you want to take your own photo. But otherwise, you're right. You can go to uh, the Visitor Center. We do have postcards. Uh, You can go to uh, the Barracks Gift Store, which is just next to the mission, where the Mexican uh, soldiers were living in the barracks. They have a really great bookstore there. And also a gift shop. And it's fantastic. You want some Sonoma swag or shirt or something like that. It's a a good spot. So yeah, you can go do that. And uh, the $3 not only gets you the mission it gets you into the general vallejo house which is about a half mile away yep mm-hmm. it also gets you into what's called casa grande which is in petaluma so oh, about, right about yes. 20 minutes away was his other big house uh, hence casa grande um and it's beautiful it's a good it's a good spot out there so okay here's a here's a final question this one's hard jenny you ready yeah this one's hard i like books and stories are there any good literary places in and around sonoma valley well, readers' books oh, good is the best. <laughs> it is the heart and soul of mm-hmm. Sonoma mm-hmm. and has been run forever mm-hmm. since what the seventies. It's um, a little bookstore off the plaza. Yeah, yeah. It's by one. the Weinbergs. Yeah, and then um, well, I, and you I, it, and I, I, Lilla has yeah. passed away, but Andy is still. Not only yeah. is Andy still owns and runs the bookstore he has started writing books oh really yes uh, mystery novels oh that's great and he has a whole series of them I'm at three or four by now oh I gotta get them on the podcast yeah you should should, you should okay they're great that's a good one you know and I would add one of the great gifts to this community is Jack London's home yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jack London Park it's not just named after him that's where he lived Mm -hmm. that's where he uh, lived the last I think eight or ten years of his life he wrote there he died there Mm -hmm. and so that is a great piece of tourism okay that's a good one I like that that's uh, up in Glen Ellen Mm -hmm. uh, not far from Kenwood yeah Yeah, and an easy place to get to and if you're into literature you mm-hmm. can see where he was. You can see where his wife Charmian. She she was a writer herself. You mm-hmm. can see the, all the work there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also see that he was a farmer. Yes, and he was trying new things out. Yeah, uh, quite an adventurous man. He had exactly. a, he had quite a life. Um, and yeah, you can see his final resting place is there as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like, but if you like hiking, it's a great hike. Yes. Yeah, it's a good spot from from right. outdoors. And let's not forget our Sonoma Library. Good they do you. a wonderful job. Okay. And they have all kinds of offerings for adults, for children, for, you know, special programs. They're always doing something special right. for Black History Month, yep. I'm sure for Women's History Month. Got you know, a lot of good thematic. They're just fabulous. You know, it's, a, it's funny because our visitor center is a former Carnegie Library. So, yes, I knew uh, that. When yep. Carnegie had a lot of money, he started giving it away, mm-hmm. and all these little towns got libraries. It's a yeah. great mm-hmm. library, but unfortunately, it'd be really small for a modern day library. Mm-hmm. So the, the modern day library is uh, it's right across from the studio we're in right now, right. Um, and it's amazing what they've done there. Even it's even we're starting to outgrow that space, but there's there's meeting rooms. They have lectures in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have access to the internet, you can mm-hmm. go in there. You can even borrow internet access um, yeah. and go there. If you're an out of towner, they have different exhibits on mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah, libraries are kind of like a forgotten resource for travelers, but they yeah. are really well loved and, and a key part of a community. I think they really absolutely. Are. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, the the final a good literary one. If people like food, there was a, a, a food writer named M F K Fisher. Yes, right. And her house um, is above Kenwood, mm-hmm. um, and that's occasionally open. And they also have a 
a, a food contest called the Last House Food Writing Contest that they yeah. do up there with MFK Fisher and up there. So there's kind of this literary, mm-hmm. you know, themes here. And I think, you know, th- those are good. You guys mm-hmm. did a great job. See? Mm-hmm. You, so look, you can come volunteer in your free time <laughs> yeah. when you don't want to do the wood shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or you want to get away from uh, the wood shop. <laughs> it's a good way to come in here. So, so that was yeah. good. Well, guys, this has been fantastic. You, thank you guys you. are well, great. Thank you, Tim. Um, I want to again. If people want more information, where do they go to find it about the Authors Festival? And especially if uh, any of our large benefactors are listening and they want to support the Authors Festival, how do they get more information? Well, obviously, you can call us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Four one five eight three zero seventeen hundred is my my cell phone. Okay. But on the website, we have uh, videos. We have past authors. We've had over okay. one hundred and ten authors. It's svauthorsfest.org. Okay. Pricing for the sponsorships, details, volunteer. Okay. Although that's closed now, so just tons of information. And all the upcoming, because uh, I see more speakers might be. Yes, announced. we yes. keep posting them. You know, for instance, Dr. Eagleman isn't out there yet. We we just. Um, got a confirmation. Uh, Jeff, uh, well, Chris Jeffrey Brown will be with us, but also Brett Stevens of the New York Times oh, yeah, okay. just agreed yeah. to speak with us. So mm-hmm. we're very pleased about that. We've what? heard him several times before at other locations. He's excellent. Okay, mm-hmm. so when people want to come, svauthorsfest.org this year. It's April 28th through the 30th at the Fairmont Sonoma Mission mm-hmm. in Sonoma, but they should sign up. You could probably have an email list or something and get all the information. Absolutely. And, yeah. and we'll, there we'll is. learn more about it. Yeah. it. You guys are wonderful. Thanks for coming. Well, thank, thank you, you. Tim. A real it. pleasure. You bet it. And uh, everybody listening, uh, especially hi, mom and dad, remember, comment, subscribe, tell everybody about it, and we'll see you soon in Sonoma Valley. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.